0: Hello, welcome along to Destination Tokyo. It's Mark Shardlow here with 10 minutes or so of Paralympic chat over the next few days as we build up to the start of the Paralympic Games in Tokyo. And today, well, it's a really interesting 10 minutes or so. My guest today is Lauren Rolls. Her para journey began when she was just 13 and became paralysed. She saw London 2012 and she decided she wanted a bit of that. Well gold in Rio in 2016 in the mixed schools at rowing brought rewards but the last five years have been incredibly challenging with a series of physical injuries and a really difficult mental health challenge with suicidal thoughts. Lauren's 23 she speaks so well and here she is as she prepares to become a two-time Paralympian.
1: I know, scary, scary adding two times on to my uh, Instagram bio for sure. But no, it's it's incredibly special for me to, to be sat here now, second games on. Um, I'm considered one of the old kids now, at least, um, which is strange, considering I'm still only 23. But, um, you know, to, to share my experience with the other guys, the first-timers and to watch them go through that and impart some of my uh, hopeful wisdom onto them and um, has been really nice for me it's been it's been nice to guide them through that process and even through unchalleng- it kind of the challenging times and uncertainty that we face I feel like I can still put these guys minds at ease and uh, impart some of my wisdom.
0: Can we just go back a little bit and tell me when did you first dream of being an Olympian or Paralympian?
1: I dreamed of that since I was 7 years old. I talk about this quite a lot and um, if, I think this uh, particular diary entry features on my social media somewhere. Oh, right, but I wrote okay. in my high school musical diary when I was 7 years old that I wanted to be a runner at the Olympics. And uh I I remember I watched kind of like Beijing Olympic Games and I was just like wow, I want to be one of these athletes. And I used to love sport. I've I've loved sports since I grew up, you know, since I came out of the womb, I, I wanted to run and and you know, always be doing something and um I always wanted to be good at it as well. So I always had a competitive edge to me. And um, yeah, growing up, I did everything. I did every sport. And then as I got a little bit older, I kind of got into running a bit more. I was inspired by kind of sort of Paula Radcliffe, Paula Radcliffe and Kelly Holmes. And they were my real inspirations, and I wanted to be just like them. And so um kind of got more into running and quite good at that. And then ended up being paralyzed at the, just at, at the age of 13 and uh, watched the London 2012 games and was just like, wow, what is this new side of sport that I found? for me, that completely blew my mind that people with disabilities could do such things with their bodies and, and still compete at the top level.
0: Oh, So there was there was actually a lot there to, to unpick, isn't there? I mean, there was a moment you grew up wanting it and there was a moment watching in 2012. And you thought that's for me.
1: Yeah, 100 percent. Was- I didn't know that Paralympic sport existed before then. I grew up mm. in on the outskirts of Birmingham, uh, didn't know anybody that had a disability and did not know anything about Paralympic sport. And in 2012, uh, I ended up obviously becoming paralysed. And, and my mum took me to the Paralympic Games to watch London. And I remember going into that park that day and I, I pushed into the park and actually felt like my mum was a minority that day because she was walking around. And just this sea of people that had different disabilities. And I remember going to watch. I watched so many different sports when I went to London. But um, I remember just watching these athletes compete and I was just stunned. And at the time when I went to London, you know, I, I just was recently in a wheelchair. I pretty much thought my life was over. I was at rock bottom, quite literally. And then I, within the space of a day, realised that I had a future ahead of me and that I wanted to go to the Paralympic Games. Quite literally, you know, I, I just changed my Olympic team into a Paralympic one and said, this is what I'm going to do. And my mum and I sat out on um, me getting to, to get into sport and get into Paris sport.
0: God, that's an amazing uh, story, Lauren. I think I first came across you in Glasgow at the Commonwealth Games. Yeah, when and I was you 16, were just yeah. a kid, yeah. Yeah,
1: just a kid. Looked very different to what I looked like then, yeah.
0: And you were doing wheelchair racing then?
1: Yeah, so I got into wheelchair racing probably in the November of 2012. It's kind of the first sport I thought, you know, return back to the track. It's, I knew, I didn't obviously know wheelchair racing, but I knew track uh, athletics and um, returned back to that and got, um, yeah, sucked in very quickly with athletics. I, I I was competitive and was young and, you know, had a lot of talent to me and um was really uh yeah, really just took up the sport quite quickly and like I say, I was the youngest team member of Team England, age of 16 in 2014, um, for, for my Commonwealth first Commonwealth Games debut. And um to me that was a very special moment. You know, my first taste of you know, I was on a team with some of some, you know, Olympians that I watched when I was growing up and that blew my mind. I was like, how did I get to this point? And, you know, then two years later, I get involved um, and I win my first Paralympic gold medal, but in another sport, in a sport that I never knew really existed that much until uh, um, I kind of got involved with it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see a lot of sports people training and I think if there's one sport I really wouldn't fancy because of the hard work involved, it's rowing.
1: Yeah, don't get involved, (laughs) Mark. (laughs) no but it is it's I loved it though that's why I kind of took a sport I love the challenge I am definitely somebody that is a bit defiant when somebody tells me I can't do something I will do it and I always love that element of the. you get on an indoor rower or you're on the water we take thousands of strokes every week when you think about it but you never prefer you know you never perfect the perfect one you'll never do it the sport's always bigger than what you are. You get on that grey machine, you pull on, a, on the handle as hard as you possibly can and it always beats you, you know what I mean? You, and I think that's what I love about it is that I'm constantly, no matter how good I get, no matter how many medals I win, I will always have to be getting better because that sport is always bigger than what I am.
0: Well, you've had a tough few years, actually. I mean, I follow you on social media and at times over the last five years, it seemed like an additional casualty, like seeing, yeah. you, seeing you. What have you been through and how have you got over it?
1: Yeah, the last five years have been, uh, I'd say, one word, traumatic, and another word, t- turbulent, to say the least. Um, my first two years when I came back from Rio, I ended up spending eighteen months back to back injured. I had three lots of surgery on my spine, my hips, and my arms, and um, all primarily because of training and rowing. Um, and yeah, my body—I guess I was growing up quite quickly, um, but also training quite hard, and I don't think my body was really keeping up with developmental stages in in how I was kind of growing up, but also as well, the training that I was doing, I I, I just don't think I was kind of quite getting the training right. And I was always that kind of kid that would push myself to the very limits. I didn't understand what it meant to be a smart athlete at the time. I didn't understand where the limitations were and when to say no. And then, um, yeah, we went through these 18 months of injury back-to-back, missed out on two world championships. Was it pretty much rock bottom in my life? You know, went through um, depression for a long period of time and suffered with my mental health. So with such bad anxiety I wouldn't leave the house um, and kind of hit rock bottom and then started to rebuild myself and after I had hip surgery in 2018 uh, and I missed out on World Championships I said to myself in an 11 months time I want to be back on the podium at World Championships in the following year and I said I want to be back on that podium and I want to show the world that I can do it and that I'm not bound kind of by these injuries and I did just that in 2019 we went out and we won our first World Championship uh, title and it's only gone up from there since
0: so uh to overcome the physical side from what you're saying you, you now train smarter you're a smarter person what yeah. was in your toolkit to get over the, the mental side what would you advise other people who are, who are struggling like that
1: yeah I, I received some incredible psych support um psychology support when I was going through that difficult time and I definitely needed that you know I had a bit of a cry to help my mom and, and said you know I'm feeling um, you know unfortunately very suicidal and I just didn't want to be around for a very long period of time and uh didn't really see the importance of life or why I was here and that was obviously incredibly unfortunate it's good to be so young but to, and I've been so successful in Rio as well I achieved everything I wanted since I was a kid I was I've never been more unhappy and um yeah then started to rebuild my life and I started to put all these elements into place and then I started to realize that there was a bit of a framework for how success I guess works or how you can build sort of a mindset and the biggest things for me were about my relationship with people it was my relationship with my coaching, the coaching team here, the people that I train with, my professional relationships. It was about my relationships with the people in my life. And it was most importantly about my relationship with myself. And I had to work on that a lot. I had to work on my self-confidence. I had to work on my my own mental talk and, um, you know, being smart with myself and not giving that self-critical talk all the time. And I had to really work hard at that as an athlete. and um And then started to work on kind of goal setting and being realistic and setting myself kind of those sort of goals and being like, where can I be in in six months' time? Where can I be in a year's time? And being very realistic about those goals, uh, and every time I'd achieve a goal, it then reinforced, I guess, a mindset for me. It helped me reinforce those kind of feelings that I could do something and that I could um, be confident and and take confidence from that. And uh, yeah, I guess a bit of attribution really of, of um, the fact that I was working hard and that I was, you know, what I was putting in was coming out and um, started to really shape my life in, into. Um, really structured ways of thinking about things I had to unlearn a lot of kind of mental behaviors and I'd say the biggest thing for anyone is recognize kind of those thoughts and those processes that you you have in your head I always say that like you know thought kind of feelings lead to thoughts and and thoughts kind of lead to bad behavior sometimes and can you break the chain in that somewhere can you break down that process can you link those bad thoughts to positive reinforced behavior and that's what I started to do in my life you know I have a a bad thought about myself say I wasn't good enough you know and I'd I reinforce that with a positive behavior in myself um and, I, and that's genuinely how I broke down a very kind of negative spiral that I was in
0: look I admire you for tackling that and I admire you and your colleagues who over the last 18 months have faced an awful lot so how are you feeling now with actually it feels like yes it's going ahead and it's very close and you're on the team
1: yeah, I think it, uh, if you'd asked me a year ago whether I'd been sat here today speaking to you, Mark, I would have said no chance. There was a point where I thought just games weren't going to go ahead. Um, and to be to be honest and realistic about it, you know, we were facing um, a global pandemic. And I think I really realised the situation. And, uh, you know, when we, we were sent home, I remember on a random Friday in, in March, um, I knew it was bigger than just let's go away for a few weeks. I knew that the games weren't going to go ahead that year. And, you know, I mean, you just feel it in your gut and you have a bad feeling about it. And and then I assessed the situation globally, I think, as the summer went on. And for me, it was bigger than what just what thought was. It was about us tackling this issue together globally or in the UK as a community. And as athletes, we have as much a part to play as that. And um, I, I think, yeah, for me, it's nice to see that we're coming over the other side of COVID now. And I remember when we all got our vaccines and just what that felt like, to us. it felt. So monumental to be able to feel like there was a vaccine program being rolled out, and that my nan got a vaccine, and my grandparents were safe, and it was those small things to me that felt like we were seeing the kind of light through the tunnel. And yeah, I guess it, for me, um, those have been a real nice markers. Be here, I feel very grateful, very very grateful after the 15 months
0: Brilliant! Great to see you sporting the Paralympics GP cap, and I look forward to seeing you on the water. Thank you very much, Mark. That's Lauren Rolls from Paralympics GB's rowing squad and definitely worth following Lauren on social media when she's back on it and also check out her website too. Um, lots of details from Lauren and a really revealing interview. Thanks to Lauren for that and all the best for the coming days. That's it for today. We'll be crossing over to, well, just outside of Tokyo, to Yokohama and the preparation camp over the next few days as we talk to Paralympic GB athletes ahead of of the Paralympic Games. See you soon, bye-bye.